Good morning, church. Before we start, um, I just want to bow my head and my knees to ask the Lord's blessings. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity when you want to use me. Lord, make me a nail where Jesus' beautiful face is hanging on so people can see him, not me. In his precious name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters, again, I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Askia, for asking me. And uh, also, I want to uh, thank you, because what Brother Ron said is true. It's the truth. This church is really hospitable, and I really want to thank you uh, in my name and my wife's Heidi's name. Thank you for your hospitality and your love, your embracement. Thank you for the love that you guys uh, showing to us. Also, thank you for the prayers. Two, I mean, more than two, almost three weeks ago, we got COVID. And thank you for the prayers. Um, it's, it was kind of interesting because I got COVID on my last day on my previous job. So I got COVID on Friday, and I was supposed to start at my new job on Monday. So I had to call them and say that, hey, I got COVID. <laughs> so I couldn't start. So they had this policy um, to have a five days uh, quarantine. So instead of uh, Monday, I started on Wednesday. Now, this new job is in Kaniat, Ohio. And I don't know if you guys know that I accepted the job as a mental health specialist. Not a true nursing job, but it is a mental health specialist job at the Lake Erie Correctional Institution, which is a prison. So I'm going to work in a prison and, um, and in the near future. So what do you guys know about prison? Not much. Did you know that in Ohio, there are 133 people on death row? I didn't even know that we have a death row in Ohio. 133 people are in death row. Now, out of the 133 people, there are five that were kind of the leaders of the 90, uh, two, uh, what was that? Uh, 1993 Lucasville riot. Now, Ohio is really famous about that because that was the longest-lasting riot in the whole United States. It lasted 11, year, 11 days, and um, uh, nine inmates died and uh, one correctional officer. So five of those people. But I don't know if you know that there are uh, 724 people on life in prison without any parole. 724 people in Ohio. That's just in Ohio. And 7,891 people or inmates have more than 30-plus years sentences. That's a lot. That's a lot. So this is, this is where I'm going to work, so please pray for me. Uh, um, pray for me. You know, I was down in Columbus the last week and another two weeks. I'm going to be in the trainings, and they were talking about gangs, different gangs in the prison. Uh, probably you heard about some of them. There are pretty dangerous gangs out there. You know, one of them, uh, one of the gangs in, uh, that's Ohio, actually Cleveland, a breed gang is the Heartless Felons. 
And um, it started in, in Cleveland and, or Kiowa, and it spreads in the nation. So there are, so please pray for me. I pray for that God can use me. Because definitely when in the Sabbath school we were talking about the gutter, and definitely there is a gutter. And even in the prison life, you have gutter. You think that as a civilian you go to prison, that's the bottom of the bottom. No. In the prison there is even more you can sink. And, um, and I think these people need to know that there is a Savior who loves them no matter what they did. And no matter where they are until probation is closes or closing, they have a chance. They can turn to the Lord. And we know that Jesus is coming back soon, so we have a limited time to share the gospel, those who are truly in the gutter. So, uh, let me ask you this. What's the first word come to your mind when you think about prison? Just, Just say it out loud. Scary. Okay. Well, yeah, it is scary. <laughs> it is scary. I'm. <laughs> it's your. Wh- they are bound. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are going the right direction here. They're bound. Um, what do they lack of? Freedom. Freedom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you love. You read the bulletin, right? <laughs> That's what we. Uh, yeah. The freedom. The freedom is taken away. They are limited, right? They are limited. They. They don't know. Uh, they. They do know because we are telling them there is 61, um, is it 61? Yeah, 61 rules um, that pertains to them, and they are really they are really structured. They are telling them what to do, what not to do. So let's talk about freedom. What is freedom? When I look at the uh, dictionary, uh, Merriam-Webster, it says the quality or state of being free, such as the Absence of necessity, coercion, and constraint in choice or action. Now that's that's the uh, dictionary says that's freedom is. It's kind of a handful. But pretty much that you can do, choose things, and you can do something without any kind of restraint. Anything. Now let's look at the other word that I think related to that. Um, what is law? According to the dictionary, a rule of conduct or action that a nation or a group of people agrees to follow. So we can uh, also sense the, the freedom. There is a, some tension between freedom and, and, and law, right? Now that look at another, another word I think that we should, for the sake of um, fairness, look at it, that is... Uh, anarchy. If you look at what the dictionary said about anarchy, anarchy is a state of lawlessness. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read those three words, it, it kind of confuses me. Um, because can we be free where we are under the law? And, and on the other hand, if there is no law. There is chaos. How, how can we how can we comprehend these these these, these ideas? And and um, I think that was one of the argument that Satan had against God. That how can I be free in if you have the law? And there was a law. Always was a law. 
Now, we know by spirit of prophecy that Satan has a really bad, bad concept of true freedom and the, uh, the law of God. Now, I think to really understand this idea, this, this confusion, seem, seem, uh, it seems to be confusing this, put together all these three words to, you know, you know, in one sentence, we have to look at one of the first law that mankind got. And we have to go back to Genesis 2, uh, 16 and 17. We, we, we know this law that was one of the first law that God uh, told Adam and Eve. And it, I think it's pretty clear and it can help us to understand this, this tension between law and freedom. So let's see Genesis 2, 16 to 17. Um, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of God and good and evil you shall not eat for in uh, not eat, for in the day that you eat it, eat of it you shall surely die. Now that was the first law, right? One of the first law that Adam and Eve God from God, that you can freely eat any of the trees of the garden but one. Yes. So let's, let's underline this idea. God's law, and, and this is something that the young people nowadays, I think, misunderstand. God's law provides way more blessings free choices and happiness than limitations. You have to understand that Satan, try, Satan, Satan always try to uh, lie to us that, no, uh, true freedom is beyond the boundary of sin. This is, this is where you have all the beauty and the law and the fun of life. No, 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 no. What did God told Adam and Eve? You can eat all the free, all the, all the fruits of the trees in the garden. <laughs> Why do you need to eat from that only one that I, I prohibit you to eat? And, 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 and somehow Eve, Eve got tricked into this idea that there are more freedom, freedom to get that one tree than all the other trees that are out there. So we have to remember that if you understand the freedom in God, there are way more choices, way more happiness, way more opportunity to do, to do good and, and be a blessing than if you choose the law of sin, so to speak. Okay? Or let me put it in a different way. Um, God put a boundary around the sin, not around the freedom. We have to understand that. God put the boundary around the sin, not his freedom. That's why it is, it is, it is really important to realize that only under God's law there is true freedom and true benefits of that freedom. 
Okay? And, and, and especially nowadays, man, when you see young people rebel because they are so blinded by this lie that uh, the real life is within the boundaries of sin. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Mm. Now, let's see uh, Romans 7, 7. What is, uh, why, uh, how does these ideas are coming together? Romans 7, 7. We know all these verses. We are not going to, um, but I'm glad that we have a chance to kind of look at maybe these well-known verses in different lights. Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the, the law had said, you shall not covet. So, so the law is really telling us that what sin is. So again, the law, God's law, gives a boundary around sin. That's why we, that's how we know sin, okay? And we know what sin is, right? Uh, if you go to 1 John 3, 4, again, we know all these verses. 1 John uh, 3, 4. Whoever commits sin also commits lovelessness. Lovelessness. And sin is lawlessness. We know all this verse. And what does sin do? You go back to Romans seven twenty-three. Hmm, I but I see another law in my members warning against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. In Proverbs 5.22, we know this really sobering verse is that the sin can bind us, put us to slavery, right? And, and, and the sad part is that as we see, the sin is like a prison. Right? In Romans 7, I think it starts in um, 15 to on, it is like a prison. In a prison, you you do what you don't want to do, and you don't do what you want to do. You want to go away, want to get out, want to to have certain contrabands. You cannot have it, right? You have what you have to do. Something similarly with sin. When, When sin imprisons us, and we talked about the addiction of sin in in in, um, in a Sabbath school, sin binds us. We 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 are under certain um, addictions. We, we 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 desire things that we don't want to. Um, we, that that it is harmful for us. We know we know as as uh, Pastor Botanski was saying. I mean I mean Lord, why do I have to go to the gutter? to get to the, the bottom of the bottom, the barrel, to understand how good God is. 
why, why do I have to make bad choices over after over after over in order to see that, that, that really sin is not worth it to, to do? And, and we hate sin. While we are going through this process, we, 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 we start to hate sin. And, uh, and as we read it in, in, uh, in the Bible, especially um, uh, Romans 7, that Paul says, that who, you know, who can free me from this situation? And I think, I think this is really, I know that the brother preached about freedom. <laughs> Probably you, you, you did uh, uh, similar ideas, but I think it is really important, especially the last days, because this is what the world needs to know. I mean, I mean, can you look around and see how how sick this world became? I, I mean, I mean, the things that are, you know, and it's it is not just in the prison; it's it, it's out there too. It, it it is it is sick. It is sick, and God wants to this uh, idea of freedom from sin to be to, uh, to be spread to the people. Because that's the only hope that they have, or that we have. It is that, yes, there is righteousness by faith. And that can show in, in your action. Yes, I believe that the sanctification is a lifelong process. And probably that was true for every other generations. But I believe that those people, according to E.G. White, that are seeing, that they can see that Jesus is coming back in their own eyes, they have to get this experience of true freedom in Jesus Christ. And I think this is our message to the people. So what does, we saw what the law of sin does to the people, it binds them. What does the law of God uh, do to people? Let's do Romans 8, 2. You know the verse? Uh, for the law of the spirit of, of life in Je- uh, Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That what God's law does. It doesn't bind you. It's free you. Free you from sin and free you to be able to do good things. You know, that's why uh, James says that if you have an opportunity to do good and you don't do it, it's your sin. <laughs> but... But it is not just, you know, God's law not just uh, gives, again, a boundary over sin, but also free you to be able to do good things. And sometimes it's hard to do good things, right? Especially if somebody hurts you. Can you love that person who hurts you? It is hard. But what did Jesus do? Father, please forgive them. Now, this is something. Or what... uh, Hosea, I mean, he didn't need to just marry that woman, but he, uh, but he had to love her. I mean, that's something that none of, I mean, as many of us said, we cannot do. But this is what this is how God feels towards us, though we really don't deserve His love. We many times hurt Him. Did you know that every sin hurts God? I mean, we may, we may experience when somebody, let's say, punch me in the face. Yeah? Okay? It's, it's hurtful. 
can you imagine the God who is pure, who is holy, who is, I mean, I mean, whose love, true, pure love, agape love, how much he been hurt by our selfishness, of our, of our jealousy, of our covetousness, of our, uh, of our hatred. You know, when we, 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 um, we don't see our brothers as he sees them. We think that, yeah, okay, I, I, I got the grace of God and praise the Lord. I know the truth. But we don't give the same credit or the same opportunity to my brothers and sisters. So what does, uh, let's uh, go to James 1.25. Let's see what uh, James is talking about God's law. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So that's what, that's what God's law does uh, do to you. If you look into it and you don't forget what you saw, then you will be blessed. Uh, James 2.12. So speak and do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. It is. Liberty, there is freedom. There is freedom in God's law. It is not a limitation. God's law limits the sin, not the freedom. We have to understand that. So, Satan is doing everything to trick you and to believe that God's law is, the, is crippling you. That God's law is taking away your freedom. While the law of sin is the one that gives you freedom. Satan asked him, Eve, a simple question that was seemingly so easy to answer. Easily defeat. Uh, because that was Satan lie. No, Satan... You are wrong. We can eat all the fruits of but one. And before Eve knew what's going on, she came under the slavery of sin. So in a prison, in this training, they told us that inmates can be the most manipulative people that you can ever meet. And they warned us not to share any personal information, not to get into any kind of small talks or casual talk because they, are, they watch you, they study you, they do everything to, to be able to manipulate you in order to get um, certain privileges and contrabands and other illegal activities uh, be possible for them. Um, the first week when I was there, there was somebody was fired, a, a lady in um, 
in, in that uh, prison who was working in the kitchen as a contractor, and uh, they were manipulating her to bring in drugs, uh, telephones, other things. And, and you think that, come on, you have a good job. You have a good job, you are, because prison pays good. It, it's not a, not a bad, bad place to work if you are looking at a monetary standpoint. Well, uh, I'm not going there because of monetary. Somebody recruited me. But it is, it is a good, good living. Uh, but you may think that how, how can you manipulate someone, someone who has a family, someone who has a good life, how can you manipulate and do things that puts you into prison? Satan did the same thing. Satan did the same thing. He manipulated Eve to be just as lost as he was. Satan knows you. He, he was there when you were born. He knows your weaknesses. He knows every failure of your life. And he does everything to keep you in his captivity. Now, if the Son of God makes you free, can, can Satan has any, any, any power over you? And this is what we have to remember. Though Satan is a fierce foe, but he is a defeated foe. And we have to give it. Now, I would like to like to bring up one more thing uh, in our attention before we close with a quote. The freedom was not free. Jesus died for your free choice. And on the cross, there are more things happened that we can ever fathom. If you think about what does it, what Jesus went through when he said, Father, why did you forsake me? When we, we try to grasp our mind that Jesus, who was one with the Father from, from eternity, he got to the point when he felt completely alone and lost because of your sin, not because of my sin. It's because of, his, uh, of our sins. And the, what, what Jesus went through, we are going to study for eternal ages because we have no clue. Our, our mind is just, just, just not able to comprehend. And this is what, what was the cost of our second chance. This, our second, this is our second chance. There's no more. You know, we have 70, 80, 90. Some, my, my grandma has 103 years, and she's still alive. We have, yes, uh, she's, she's 103 years old. But not all of us have that many years. We have this limited, we don't know what tomorrow brings. This is all we have. And Jesus died in order for you to choose him again and again. If you've messed up yesterday and you're still alive, you have hope. 
and hope to be free in Christ. Free to do all the good things. Because this is the best feeling. I don't know. I'm I, I 100% um, understand and believe that you experience that. This is the best feeling, the best experience when you do God's will. There's no other, no, there's no other happiness out there. When unless you do what God wants you to do. And, and you know that, yes, he used you in that situation. Yes, you are walking with him. That's the best, best, uh, um, that's just the meaning of life that people are, people are looking for. Tell your children, tell your neighbors that this is, this is worth everything uh, to experience that true freedom in Christ. Okay, Christ Object Lessons 419, I think it's point six. The religion of Christ means more than the forgiveness of sin. It makes taking away of our sin and filling the vacuum with the graces of the Holy Spirit. It I cannot even read my own handwriting. It means divine. It means divine illumination, rejoicing in God. It means a heart emptied of self and blessed with the um, a presence of Christ. When Christ reigns in the soul, there is purity. And freedom from sin. So this is this is my prayer that God gives us this freedom, freedom. And when we see people in the prison, outside the prison or in, or inside the prison, prison or imprisoned in sin, to to convey this message, not just in word but in our life, that yes. Jesus is coming back soon, and, and he wants to make us free, and he can make us free, so we can be with him forever. Amen. Amen.